The Pro Act Know How. Hi, welcome to the Wednesday webinar where this week we're looking at a comparison between uh, the ETS and the Schengen Zone Scheme and what it's going to bring about in the new year for 2023. This is a pre-record rather than a live, so forgive us for that. Um, and I hope you're having a happy holiday uh, and looking forward to 2023 when there's going to be many changes with the introduction of the Electronic Travel Authority into the EU in, by November 2023, which will make a changing of the travel arrangements within the EU. And in normal uh, EU parlance, it will be complicated. And so let's have a look at some of those. We're going to compare the differences between the different areas and, and also identify the, the things that could change during 2023, which are a very good reason to be a, a product retained client and to subscribe to our YouTube channel for living and working abroad uh, through the year to look at the how the final scheme uh, works out and, and comes into place. So uh, let's dive right, right into it. So the, the electronic travel uh, a, a scheme in the EU is issued under the Schengen zone uh, uh, structure, but it is different. So it's the same uh, principle apparatus, but it is completely different. The Schengen zone visa is, is a, a manual application that has to be applied for as a, as a visa before you before you enter into the EU. It's a visa to enter into a specific country in the EU, not all of the countries. Uh, and so if you want to, uh, 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 to visit more than one country in the EU and you need a Schengen Zone visa, you need one for each country that you visit. So although it's a common scheme, it doesn't give you freedom of movement once you're within the EU. The Electronic Tra Travel Authority for the EU, as it suggests, is an electronic scheme. And, and so it's much simpler and it's much more um, e easy to get. Um, but you, you need to understand that it's then going to give you the free, some freedom of movement within the EU. Not complete freedom of movement, but some freedom of movement. So for visa-free travellers into the EU, and there's around 60 countries that have got that visa-free status with the EU, uh, the Electronic Travel Authority will give them the freedom to move within that whole of the EU country. Um, but not absolutely, because it's issued under the Schengen Zone. Uh, but you've got two considerations there, which we'll look at in more detail later. And it's part of the complexity we're looking to unwind, as well as compare in this video. So keep watching, we'll try and explain some of the issues at the moment and then subscribe to our YouTube channel um, and, and stay in touch so that we can help you through the transition period depending upon your status for living and working abroad uh, or maybe just visiting your holiday home in 2023 and beyond. So let's look at it in a bit more detail, Go, going to the next level. The electronic transfer uh, Electronic Travel Authority gives you a freedom of movement within the EU Schengen zone. Now, if if you qualify for that Electronic Travel Authority, it will be issued to you. And um, 
but it's asking you for remember it's asking you for personal information it's asking you for criminal records health records and and history of travel and it's compared with a number of different databases so it is quite intrusive and they know a lot about you which helps the eu um, uh, uh, protect itself and provide internal security for the eu and the Schengen zone borders but also allows them to prevent criminal activity now that criminal activity might be uh, 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 you know international crime it's smuggling uh, or it might be um, uh, people smuggling or it might be even terrorism but it could also be tax evasion tax is an international uh, it, it, it's, it's a criminal offense not to pay the right amount of tax or not to be a tax resident in a country where, where you are resident for more than the um, uh, 183 days in a year so it's going to help them improve the tax compliance uh, for people moving within the EU. Uh, and that's where Product Partnership can help uh, expats uh, and, uh, uh, within the EU post-Brexit. We can help you with your advice on residency and tax residency status. So looking at You've, if you're coming from a visa-free country, you still need to get the Electronic Travel Authority, and then that gives you freedom of movement. But if you're if you're Electronic Travel Authority at the moment, if you're applying to travel into Germany, say, uh, but you want to travel around the EU, you have to travel into the EU through Germany. You can't go. Uh, you can't get the Electronic Travel Authority. Say you're going to Germany and go via France. So if you were going to uh, take a, a ferry from the UK to France uh, to go to uh, Germany through Belgium, you would you would you can do it with one travel authority, but you need to get the travel authorization through by saying that you're entering France to then go to Belgium and Germany for your trip uh, and, and return back. So it's an important distinction that, that your country of entry, it has to be your country of entry. Um, so that would be a key point to, to bear in mind. If you've got uh, uh, if if you've got visa-free travel uh, to all of the EU, the Electronic Travel Authority will allow you to travel across all the EU countries uh, visa-free. However, the countries outside the EU uh, that are, that are members of the Schengen zone—Switzerland, Iceland, Norway and uh, Lechenstein, uh, you have to consider whether your citizenship, whether your passport allows you visa-free travel into that Schengen zone country. Because if it doesn't, the Electronic Travel Authority won't work. You will still need to have your Schengen zone visa to visit a country which, um, uh, it, it, where there's no visa-free travel arrangement in existence. So that's an important consideration to bear, bear that in mind. Okay, so it, it, the the Electronic Travel Authority gives you freedom of movement within the EU and the Schengen Zone visa as long as your citizenship and passport gives you visa-free travel over that whole area. Let's consider citizenship and, and residency in a bit more detail. Um, where you're born 
is not necessarily your current citizenship. So if you relocated, you could have dual citizenship or you could have changed your citizenship after your birth, um, which is one thing. But if you're from a, a, a non-EU country uh, and, and, and you're a resident, say, in the UK, you could have a, 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 a residency visa, a residency permit in the UK, but your citizenship is from uh, another country. That is the determinant of, of whether you've got access to visa for you traveling in, in, the, in, the, in, in the EU. So what is your home country is going to determine whether you need the electronic travel authority or whether you need a Schengen zone visa to, to enter into the EU from the UK or another country around the world. Uh, not, it's not necessarily the country you're living in, it's what your citizenship and your passport states. Dual citizenship is an option for, for citizens in many countries around the world. Some countries don't allow dual citizenship, um, uh, but it, it doesn't mean that you can't apply for citizenship in a new country. But it goes beyond being a, a temporary expat. You have to live in a country for certainly more than five years uh, in the example of uh, UK or um, or Ireland, um, but it could be much longer, as long as 12 years or more before you could apply for citizenship of, of, of another country. Um, 10, 12 years is, is typical for countries like Spain, for example. Looking at it from the, in the middle, there's a permanent residency status that you can get. The permanent residency gives you equal rights with the citizens of that country and it's generally available under international law after five years. So you could apply for a permanent residency having been an expat for five years and that will give you some extra freedom of rights. If you've got that permanent residency within an EU country, then effectively you're acquiring EU citizens' rights after after Brexit. So a UK expat can still achieve that if they can do five years in an EU country like Cyprus and, and get the permanent residency. Um, when, you, when anybody goes to live in another country in the EU, you need a residency permit. A residency permit is, is not a visa. It's more than a visa because it gives you uh, uh, limited rights with, to live and work in that country abroad. So everybody that wants to live and work abroad needs at least a residency permit to do that. A Schengen zone visa doesn't give you the right to live, uh, to work in that country, it gives you the right to live. Uh, in, in that country or visit that country but not necessarily to, to, to work. So you need the residency permit to do that. But still the residency permit doesn't give you that freedom of movement. And whether if you've uh, got a permanent residency or a residency permit, it doesn't mean that you're uh, free not to be have the, of, of the requirement to have the electronic travel authority. You're still going to have the electronic travel authority um, it, it, even if you're an EU uh, pre or post Brexit permanent or, or resident in, in the country. So whatever your residency permit or your permanent residency uh, gives you, it doesn't absolve you from, from needing the electronic travel authority. That is dependent upon your ultimate citizenship. 
and uh, post-Brexit, uh, UK citizens, uh, people holding a UK passport only, are, are non-EU citizens. So the electronic travel authority is always going to apply for a UK uh, citizen and for a UK citizen with an EU resident permit or an EU permanent residency. It's only if you've got the dual citizenship and you've got a citizenship with an EU country like Ireland or Cyprus that, that you could then start to uh, uh, enjoy freedom of movement without the electronic travel authority or the need for a Schengen zone visa. So I told you it was simple, didn't I? And uh, the, the other complication that we've got uh, and that's potentially subject to change is that you need to consider that there are countries within the EU uh, which are not countries and they're not members of the EU and they're not members of the Schengen zone. So Monaco, San Marino, Vatican City are, are city-states within the EU um, um, but in effect there's no border applied here so if you've got a, a electronic travel authority into Italy you'll be able to go into the Vatican City if you've got one into France you'll be able to enter into Monaco um, Gibraltar is a, a British overseas territory uh, so it's not but it's still part of the EU and how you get a, a, a travel uh, authority to um, uh, move freely uh, between Gibraltar and Spain is by applying for electronic travel authority from Spain. So a British expat could fly directly to Br Gibraltar and enter on, on their passport, but because it's part of the EU, they'll also be required to, to have their electronic travel authority and that will be issued by Spain. So it's, it's as if you're entering into Spain to get that. If, you're, if you've got a holiday home in Spain, um, and you want to you will have your travel uh, electronic travel authority to enter Spain and then you can drive into Gibraltar but you'll still need to show your passport there Andorra a city-state within the EU still requires passports and therefore the electronic travel authority will not work there but also you don't need a Schengen zone visa either because it's not a member of the Schengen zone visa but you do need a visa to move to a passport to be able to enter that 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 area so to finalize the <clears throat> the full electronic travel authority scheme comes into place by november 23 uh, and it, it includes eu countries and, and non-eu countries that, uh, that are members of the schengen zone the electronic th authority needs to be applied for uh, for your country of entry into the EU but it then only works with those uh, EU countries that are members of the Schengen zone and, and give you that freedom of movement. So if a country is not in the Schengen zone by the start of the electronic travel uh, authority you may still need a travel authority but you, you would need one for that country that's not in the Schengen zone as well as one for for uh, uh, the, the other EU countries um, and the one final point that I've saved to the end which is which is an important point to clear up 
with a with a Schenke's own visa, it restricts you absolutely to to ninety days in one eighty in any in any country within the EU. With the electronic transfer authority being issued uh, under the Schengen Zone scheme, the same rules are going to apply. So electronic travel authority is electronic record, it's tagged to your passport, so they're going to know when you're crossing the border and you're only allowed 90 days in 180 in any uh, in the EU country. But the good news is, is that if you've got the electronic travel authority, Although it's going to be able to enforce that you can only spend 90 days in any six month period in, in one single country within the EU Schengen zone, uh, you can actually spend 90 days in any EU Schengen zone country. Um, so we've got a few clients that like to move around the EU um, the, the borders uh, between Portugal and Spain uh, and France might not be too far. Portugal, Belgium, uh, uh, Germany. Uh, for non-EU citizens, uh, the, the Electronic Transfer Authority allows you to move between those different countries, but you're only allowed to spend 90 days in 180 in any one country. So 90 days in Belgium, and then you can spend 90 days in Germany, um, and 90 days in Cyprus but you can't you can't spend more than 90 days uh, in in one of those countries unless you've got the residency permit or, or the uh, permanent residency in that country if you need more help and guidance getting a residency permit uh, for your holiday home in Portugal or Spain or Cyprus or Greece um, to give you more access within that country because with the residency permit you can stay, uh, you don't have the Schengen zone restriction of 90 days in any six months, you need the residency permit. So if you need more help to get that residency permit in the EU post Brexit, contact us at proactpartnership.com. Thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. The Proact Know-How, brought to you by Proact.